0: You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Pistons Podcast. Again, I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. And right after you're done listening to this podcast, make sure you go check out Locked On Fantasy Basketball. If you're into fantasy basketball, Josh Lloyd has been doing a tremendous job previewing the fantasy basketball season for all of you guys. So if you're into that, make sure you make Locked On Fantasy Basketball your second listen of today. But if today's your first episode ever listening to Locked On Pistons, I'm your host, per usual, Kuka Hill. You can find me on Twitter at Kuka Hill. You guys can also follow me over on YouTube at Coos Ballroom and follow me at Detroit Bad Boys writing articles about the Pistons. And man, there's—I don't know, man. Uh, don't got much positive things to say right now. We're recording this right after the Pistons. Whew! Right after the Pistons loss to the Memphis Grizzlies, one twenty-seven, ninety-two. Uh, yeah, you de- you heard me right. One twenty-seven, two ninety-two. Uh, if you guys watched this game, uh, congratulations to you guys. For those of you guys who stuck through it all, uh, props to you guys. Uh, it takes a lot of strength to stick through what what the piss is put on display last night. Uh, and if you missed the game, uh, it's only preseason, and you picked a game that didn't matter. Uh, you picked one of the best ones to not watch. Uh, and trust me you didn't miss much in this game. So we're going to recap this game today as best we possibly can on today's podcast, but I uh, definitely don't expect too much positivity as the Pistons just lost by uh, 35 points. That's not going to be uh, you're not going to hear many, many positive things to talk about. So I guess the one positive you can, you can say is that, you know, we had Killian Hayes, debut in the preseason happened last night. Uh, he, he did play. Killian Hayes did play, uh, but legit for real, uh, this is definitely an awful game by the Pistons. This was uh, they they came out flat. They never really got into it. Uh, they didn't look like they really were prepared into this game. Uh, they looked laxadaisical from the get go. Uh, they didn't look very focused, very concentrated. Don't didn't look like they really took it very serious, to be honest. Um, and you know, it is a preseason game. You try not to read too much into these games. Uh, definitely, in my opinion, uh, this game was so bad on just about every single front for the Pistons that you just really can't take away anything worth meaning uh, from this game at all. Uh, in preseason, you you know we tr- we say all the time, don't try to take away anything from preseason. These games don't count. They're basically a glorified practice, and there's 100% truth to that. Uh, but usually, you try to watch these preseason games so you can take something away, so you can try to you know peel some things away from it going into the season Uh, I I gotta say this game I think it would be best if everyone just completely wiped this off the piston schedule wiped it out of your mind and memory heading into the regular season because it really I just don't see what what it could possibly do for you but we're going to try to recap it a little bit more in an attempt to be more fair so uh I mean let's let's go ahead and get right to it so Killian Hayes did play he played 22 minutes uh Jeremy Grant played 23 minutes, uh, and Frank Jackson played 22 minutes. All three of those guys were the only starters that received more than 20 minutes. uh, Played tonight, or last night, Josh Jackson played 24 minutes, Trey Lyles played 24 minutes, Hammond Diallo played 23 minutes. Uh, We did get a pretty good look at just about everyone that possibly matters. Uh, We saw minutes from Luca Garza earlier in the game, not just the fourth quarter, but we saw some minutes from him in the second quarter. Uh, We saw saw 12 minutes from Jamarco Pickett. Uh, even Saban Lee got some runs, so I mean, I guess that possibly is another positive that you got to really see a lot, almost every player on the roster play today. Uh, so I guess that's fine, uh, but you know, let's go ahead and just talk about Killing Hayes and get it out the way because obviously that's what everyone was looking forward to tonight or last night, and I, I'm going to say he probably disappointed, uh, but I, let me just say this though. and Within the first two minutes of this game, the Pistons were whistled, for five fouls, and not even just two minutes. The first minute and 15 seconds, the Pistons were whistled for five fouls. I understand that maybe rookies foul too much. I know young guys may foul too much, especially bigs who want to jump at everything. I get all that. Five fouls in a minute and 15 seconds into the game. That's 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 tough. Uh, it, <laughs> it it's it's tough. That's all I gotta say about it. It's it's incredibly tough to try to get going like that. Uh, if you want me to be honest, I feel like that kind of that kind of set the Pistons back all game. They never really recovered from that. Isaiah Stewart picked up two fouls in that first minute fifteen. Killian Hayes picked up two fouls in that first minute fifteen. So they never really got a chance to like <laughs> really put their foot to the pedal and like try and actually play for real together with their best unit uh, supposedly for a good long stretch. Uh, it was from the get go multiple pauses. Very many stoppage of plays. Uh, foul here, foul there. Free throws, free throws, free throws. It was very early on. So I feel like that definitely not only hurt the Pistons, but if you want to be honest, I feel like that hurt Killian as well earlier in the game. Uh, because early in the game, we did see Killian Hayes be more aggressive. We saw him hunting for his shot. Uh, he missed, He he shot two for nine in this game. Uh, obviously not good. Uh, but earlier in the game, you saw him hunting for his own shot. Being aggressive, getting into the paint. He created a lot. He created like two or three open looks for himself. And I felt like he was being aggressive within the offense and playing how the Pistons wanted him to play throughout the season, not just, you know, forcing it, forcing the issue now, but playing aggressive within the offense. I thought he was looking really good doing that. Uh, I, like I said, he missed his first few shots. He, they weren't going in. However, the way he was being aggressive hunting for his shots and hunting to get to the rim and to the paint, uh, he was doing a good job of that earlier on. But that was stopped after two minutes of play because he picked up two quick fouls, three fouls, damn near. And it just wasn't, it It was, a lot of his fouls would BS. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to continue to complain about the refs because the rest of the refs, and it's a preseason game. I shouldn't care too much. But listen, man, if you watch this game, it was hard for you to even enjoy this game or look into anything because there's just so many damn stoppage of plays. Like, bro, what was going on? Man, anyways, I'll stop. I won't mention that anymore. But yeah, with Killian, I feel like it was hard for him to get into a groove. Earlier in the game, he definitely was being more aggressive. When he came back into the game, throughout the Pistons' uh, loss to the Grizzlies, uh, it, he did still remain aggressive. But I felt like for me, it wasn't the same type of aggression we had saw early in the game. Just like the first, in, the, in basically probably the first half, it, you didn't see the same type of aggression. It was like within the offense, it was it, picking your picking your uh, picking your spots, getting to where you need to go. Uh, within the offense kind of thing. And then the second half, I feel like everything just wasn't very fluid. Now, obviously, that's probably going to happen in a blowout game. Uh, but, yeah, I, I feel like in the second half, that aggressiveness wasn't as – he was still aggressive, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't as impressive earlier in the game because it didn't feel like he was really in the flow of the offense and didn't feel like it was anyone was on the same page. So, man, Killian Hayes, 2 for 9 from the field. He had 6 points. Two turnovers, two steals, two assists, two rebounds. Uh, there's not much to write home about this. It was his first preseason game. The Bull- uh, not the Bulls. The Grizzlies have played four preseason games. This is only the Pistons' second game. So, I mean, you can take that for what it's worth. Uh, the Pistons, again, got blown out bad this game. There wasn't very many good things to take away from this. But it is preseason. Do not get too crazy about it. Don't really worry about it. Um, it would be different if only one specific player or a few players here and there looked bad. Um, the entire team looked off. The entire team just didn't look right, and you know, I guess uh, it just it just wasn't their night. They didn't show up. It was a preseason game, game that doesn't matter. The Pistons treated as such, and that's what happens. You lose by thirty five points. So, Kalen hey, struggling his preseason debut, but hopefully we start to see him pick it a little bit more, pick it up a little bit more on Wednesday and Friday this week before turning on the season next week. Uh, but coming up. We'll continue to recap this game against the Grizzlies and talk about the Pistons moving forward throughout the preseason. Uh, But before we get into any of that, let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Sleeper. In 2018, the fancy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fancy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fancy basketball, and it's called Game Picks. And it's only available on Sleeper. In game picks, owners pick a single game per week for each star to count towards the team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing simply because your opponent's players had more scheduled games that week are over. The days of mindless daily busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work also over. In game picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on player matchups, home versus away, opponent's defensive ranking, pace of play, and more. All of that adds up to more strategy, less busy work, and less luck. Whether you prefer a redraft, keeper, or a dynasty, game Picks has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fancy basketball code, and if you play fancy football and you prefer building out weekly strategy versus daily busy work like I do, you're going to love GamePix. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. Sleeper's one-of-a-kind GamePix is the most strategic fancy basketball experience in the industry. So if you're playing fancy basketball this year, make sure you give sleeper game picks a try. So the Pistons, uh, not only did they get blown out in this game against the Grizzlies, they didn't even make it out of this game completely healthy. They have another player dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, I'm not sure how serious it's going to be. I don't think it's that serious, but Sadiq Bey did not end up playing in the second half because of an ankle sprain that he sustained in the first half. Uh, the Pistons are just dealing with all kinds of ankle injuries to start this season up. Uh, this Well, the season hasn't even started yet, which is which what really sucks about it. But um, Sadiq Bey now with an ankle injury. Killian Hayes and Frank Jackson had just returned from an ankle injury. Kate Cunningham is still out with an ankle injury. So now we're just adding Sadiq Bey to that. Uh, definitely sucks. You really want to get out the preseason healthy as possible. You don't want any players getting hurt in the preseason. That's basically the number one goal of every team in pre-agency, uh, not free agency but preseason is to make it out healthy. It, it, you can look bad, you can look good, but the number one goal all the time in preseason is just make it out healthy, make it to opening night with your roster intact. Uh, so right now the Pistons have Kate Cunningham's availability up in the air, and now Sadiq Bey joins him over there with being up in the air because of that ankle injury he sustained in the first half. But before we continue to recap this game, let me just say one more time to you guys. This is a preseason game. I would not read too much into it for the future. I wouldn't actually read anything into it moving into the future right now. Uh, Just because it was a bad game overall from the entire team, basically. It just wasn't a good showing. Uh, The team, like we've said already, just came out flat and never really rebounded. It It was just a really bad preseason game. It looked like a preseason game. It looked like a pickup game for the Pistons. So I wouldn't read too much into it. But my job is to analyze the game and talk about what we saw. So... I'm a, I'm a, as I'm analyzing this, I'm going to be h- harsh on some things, but I want to make you guys understand the back of your heads to think, okay, this is, a, this is fair, but it is just preseason. So let's not get too carried away. Let's not read too much into it and we could be okay still. So now that I got that caution out the way, uh, let me just say, there's a few things that are starting to worry me or things that now actually, no, let me just say, let me not say worry but definitely popped off the screen from specific players in this game that just weren't good at all. Uh, one, is Hamadou Diallo's jump shot anywhere from basically anywhere? If he's not finishing with the, at the basket, uh, his jump shot continues to not look that good. Uh, he still has that hitch in his shot from off the dribble in his mid-range shots. I don't get it. it. I don't know how. It was something I was thinking about during the game. Uh, you guys know I've played basketball my whole life. And something that I've, I've I've started to think I started to think to myself watching Hamadou Diallo play, and just watching players play, uh, obviously it's not that big deal. It's just like a thought that pops into my head. It's like how how can you be so gifted finishing around the basket, playing basketball? How can you be t- so talented? And then as soon as you take like five five steps backwards, you instantly just forget how to put the ball in the basket. Like it's bad uh, with Hamdo Diallo. So that's something that I feel like he is has shown that he didn't improve much on. Uh, maybe he takes a step forward in the regular season, but right now his his the confidence in his jumper and the success of his jumper definitely looks compromised still and and not that good, which is not good to see you hoping to see a little bit of a step up in that department, but uh, like I said, the season hasn't started yet, so maybe it does pick up once the season starts, but so far it still looks like it's going to be a weakness for him and You know, we weren't expecting it to ever become a a strength for him, but maybe just a little bit better than it has in his career. So uh, we'll see how it goes in the regular season, but so far not so good in the preseason. It looks a little like it always has. Uh, Another thing that I want to point out, Luca Garza got run in the first half part of the game, not just at the end of the game garbage minutes. Like he actually was part of the rotation earlier on because Isaiah Stewart had three fouls and Kelly Olenek was struggling a little bit with turnovers. Uh, They had to get someone in the game. And they got Luka Garza into the game. So, you guys got a really good look at Luka Garza. And for me, out of all the players on this roster, out of all the players that played in that game yesterday, you can take the most, in my opinion, legit. And I, I, I Listen, you guys know I'm, I'm a fan of Luka Garza. I had his dad in the podcast. His dad's amazing. His family's great. They're great people. They're they're great human beings. Uh, but this is just, I have to be honest, I feel like Luka Garza is the one player you can take the most from in this game, and it basically, it's just showing that he's not ready to play NBA minutes right now. And it's when we drafted, when the Pistons drafted him, and you guys remember when I was critical of how he'll be able to play in the NBA. I didn't understand, I didn't see where his pathway to NBA minutes was, how he could become an NBA player in the future. Then he dominated summer league, and everyone got wild. And I tried telling everybody, listen. In the summer league, do not overhype yourselves. The summer league because Luca Garza is the perfect type of player who could, who was going to dominate summer league, but still struggle in the NBA to maintain there. He's the perfect type of player to do that kind of thing. But he did play really well in the summer league. He got himself a full contract. Happy for him. Uh, but in these minutes against the Grizzlies, you saw exactly why people are worried and and see a way or struggle to see a way where he could stay in the NBA long term and find a way to NBA minutes. He was picked on defensively as soon as he got put into the game. Uh, it just wasn't. It wasn't only in the pick and roll either. It was a simply, and I don't even know if Memphis was doing it on purpose, purposely targeting him more so than he just struggles on defense really bad right now. And he was just he constantly was popping off your screen defensively. Uh, it's kind of like if you watch football and you know what they say about cornerbacks. If the cornerback's name is not being announced, you're not hearing much about that cornerback. It means he's doing his job. He's playing good defense. You're not hearing his name called because he's not getting picked on. He's guard- guarding his guy. He's doing his job. Uh, there's guys on defense when you watch, they just don't mention their name because they're they may not be playing great, but they're not playing bad. They're doing their job. Luca Garza and his men in the first half repeatedly jumped off the off the screen because of his defense. And you, again, like I said, he's a great guy. His dad's a great person. I hope he makes it. And I he needs time to develop. But this is why people had. suspicions about him being able to last in the NBA. Uh, It wasn't just, like I said, in the pick and roll. It was just basic defensive assignments. Uh, He missed a lot of rotations. He's just really slow on reactions when guys are attacking him in the paint. Uh, And one of the things that he really struggled with that a lot of people have mentioned that if he does want to find a way, this is where he finds it. And he really struggled with this. is simply boxing out and grabbing defensive boards. He went against Steven Adams, who Stephen Adams is a nice center, but the thing is that Luca Garza really struggled with, one, positioning, which led to a lot of offensive rebounds. He didn't know where to position himself. You found you watched him, if you go back and watch his stretch, he was running around a lot on defense, like chasing rebounds instead of like boxing out guys and getting his body on guys and rebounding ball. Um, so just defensively, he just really struggled. There, there was a lot of things on defense that continually popped up every possession with him, uh, and you know he's a rookie. He needs a lot of time in G League. I understand that. I've said that he's going to spend a lot of his time in the G League. But for I know he's a fan favorite, and a lot of fans were already starting to say, "Oh, we want to see Luca as a backup center." I hope this game you see that he's just not ready to be an NBA player right now. He may get there. He may improve to get there. But you know, like we say, with preseason, preseason, you can't take too much away from it. Don't overreact to everything. Yeah, I can I can agree with that for just about ev- actually every single player on the team right now for that last night's game, except Luca Garza. Because Luca Garza's – and this is not me trying to pick on Luca Garza. This is me just simply being fair and being being and analyzing what happened in front of me. Um, he's the one player where like his his struggles were. F- that were known before the preseason that everyone was so worried about and were trying to tell people about that he needed to improve on before you start thinking about him playing NBA minutes was so blatantly thrown under the screen in an NBA game that it, it confirms what people were worried about and shows you why he's just not ready to be that backup center. He's not ready to play NBA minutes yet. That's fine playing the G league. But I, I really wish people would temper their expectations with Luca Garza because Usually how this goes is that you have too high of expectations for a guy, and then when he doesn't meet them, now you are you don't like him no more. Uh, so whether Luka Garza becomes an NBA player or not, it is what it is. But temper your expectations. I had a lot of you guys tweet me and say, I think the main takeaway from this game is that everyone needs to just temper their expectations to stop being so excited, overexcited by every single thing. And I agree with that. And I think with Luka Garza, is one of those things. Because like I said, in that first half, every single one of his struggles defensively were flashed on the screen nonstop And he may improve in that area, but definitely he's not there right now. He needs a lot of work. So we'll see if he gets there. I hope he does. Uh, He has a credible work ethic. He may get there, but you guys saw in that game, it's just not there right now, and he's not ready for those minutes. So. When we come back, we'll continue to talk about the preseason loss to the Memphis Grizzlies, one twenty-seven to ninety-two. I want to thank you guys, though, real quick, for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. Once again, I really appreciate it. And like I said in the beginning of the podcast, if you guys like fancy basketball, make sure you make Lockdown Fantasy Basketball your first, second listen of today with Josh Lloyd. He's doing a great job previewing the, the NBA Fantasy Basketball season. Uh, It's a really good series. Make sure you go check that out and try to get a little bit of a head start versus your friends in fantasy basketball this season by listening to that podcast right after this one. But before we continue to talk about the Pistons preseason game, loss to the Memphis Grizzlies, let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Online AG. Betting is not legal in Michigan. And if you're anything like me, you want to take advantage of that instantly. However, there's one problem I constantly ran into. There's so many different apps to bet through. Which betting app is the best to use? Which one is the best for me? That's when I found Bet Online. The fastest and easiest way bet on all your sports action. The NFL season is ramping up, the NBA season is close to starting officially, and the MLB is in the playoffs, so you have all these different sports to bet on. However, if you want to take your ventures beyond sports, BetLine has you covered there too. BetLine even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, things I didn't even know you could bet on. BetLine has real-time updated odds of props and just about anything you can imagine. BetLine is the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head over to Bandline now to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, and make sure you use promo code LOCKEDON. Bandline, your online sportsbook experts. So, yeah, your Detroit Pistons lose 127-92 in their second preseason game. Again, I'm going to keep saying this. It's just preseason. Let's not get too crazy about it. Don't get too out of pocket about it. Don't get too low on everybody about it. Uh, everyone looked bad. It just looked like a preseason game, a pickup game they just weren't ready for, it, didn't really care much about. So don't get too crazy about it. But we criticized Luca Garza a little bit in that last segment. Don't think that I'm just singling him out. There's a ton of guys that I'm that deserve criticism over yesterday. It's damn near the entire team. Kelly Olinick turned the ball over five times. He struggled a lot yesterday. Was indecisive. That that basketball IQ that we spoke about in the first game that we saw when you watched him play, uh that we we praised. Wasn't on display in the second game. He really struggled with that and made the wrong decision a lot of times. But you expect him to be okay when the season starts. Not too worried about that at all. Uh, Corey Joseph continues to be one of the lone bright spots on the team. He continues to show that he's going to be a really good backup point guard for the Pistons. And I'll continue to say it. I don't understand how he's not playing for a contender as a backup point guard. He shot 5 of 8 in this game. Had 10 points. Uh, he, he just was really solid. He was really good for the Pistons last season. He continues to be good for them now. In the preseason again, I'm just I'm shocked that he's still here. I I feel like he would be contributing for a contender, but he was a lone bright spot. Josh Jackson had another good game. uh, I I guess you could say he had 11 points, six rebounds, four assists, a steal. Uh, He shot 5 of 10 from the floor, 1 of 2 from deep. Uh, One thing I will say about Josh from this game, I tried to pay attention to this a little bit more because Wayne Casey's been talking about nonstop, and he's right that this is a big area for Josh Jackson to improve in and could potentially take him to another level in the NBA. And that's his decision making. And there was a few passes tonight that I will say 100% are improvements from Josh Jackson. There was one play that he kicked out. Uh, he hit a cutter, I believe, on a drive. And it was he got close to the basket, but there were two guys on him. Last year, he shoots that. He goes up and tries to get a foul. He tries to finish through and make a tough finish. Today in that or last night in the game, he didn't do that. He made the correct pass, the nice pass, the easy pass that led to a layup. So... He had a few of those as well where he just simply made the right pass. Instead of forcing things and making it harder on himself, he made it easier for everybody else and used his driving to leverage open shots, uh, leverage the defense to get open shots for his team. So definitely through two preseason games, I see what Dwayne Casey's talking about with his decision-making. It looks improved, but, I mean, last season in the preseason, Josh Jackson looked like a sniper from beyond the arc, then crashed back down to earth in the regular season. So again, it's preseason. But do two games definitely Josh Jackson's decision making looks like it has improved. Hopefully that carries over to the regular season. Hamidou Diallo, he's had six of 11 from the field. He I, I will I feel like his numbers are a little bit misguiding uh, or misleading. He was the second team worst minus 22 uh, in this game, and that kind it kind of felt like that throughout the majority of the game. He did get some points up towards the end of the game, started to like you know make the box score a little bit better and try to play a little bit better before the game ended. Uh, but, yeah, he definitely was struggling throughout the game, I feel like. And I don't know if this is the way the Pistons are playing on using him during the regular season. Because, again, it's preseason. You're trying a bunch of things. You're getting guys in uncomfortable spots and trying to just, you know, get a feel for everything and trying to get everybody ramped up, ready for the regular season. But the way they have, they're using him right now is kind of, it's not like how they were using him last year. He doesn't have the ball in his hands very much. uh, I mean, there's a lot of stretches. There's a lot of plays where the ball movement is actually pretty good with him. Josh Jackson, Corey Joseph, uh, Kelly Olenek, and whether it's Frank Jackson or Trey Lyles out there with them. They had some good ball movement moments and definitely a move and, and have some good moments, basically, as a lineup. But he's playing a little bit different than he did last year. I'm interested to see how he adapts to that because he definitely doesn't have his ball the ball in his hands as much. And he is struggling a little bit with that. But again, it's preseason. It's a good time for him to get adjusted to that. And we'll see how it goes for him. Uh, but yeah, definitely he had five turnovers in this game. and That's not good at all. Uh, but it is what it is. His preseason. He did show a little bit of life towards the end of the game. But definitely we're waiting to see. Uh, I, I would say we're still waiting to see a really good Hamidou Diallo game in this preseason. Uh, so we'll see if we get that at some point before the regular season starts on the 20th uh, against the Chicago Bulls. Um, One player that I actually am pretty disappointed that didn't take advantage of an opportunity put in front of him was Frank Jackson. He was given the start. Uh, if you guys remember, I broke down some film last year, or not last year, a couple of months ago when the Pistons uh, drafted Kay Cunningham. I talked about how Frank Jackson was a good simulator. If you wanted to see how Frank, uh, Kay Cunningham and Killian Hayes could fit together, watch when Killian Hayes and Frank Jackson were on the court together. They had the highest net rating of any duo with Killian Hayes. I said just, you know, watch those lineups, watch those plays, and you'll get an idea because they can do basically the same things that Kay Cunningham's just better at everything Frank can do. Um and Frank apparently was one of the best players in that open scrimmage, if not the best player, this past weekend. He had a really good training camp once returning from the ankle injury this past week. So I feel like he was kind of gifted that starting lineup uh, today or last night and was given an opportunity to kind of play really well and showcase how good he's been playing. And he really fell flat on his face, I feel like. He shot 3 of 9 from the field two 6 from deep. Um, he didn't have a great game. Uh, it wasn't as bad as some of the other guys, I will say that. Uh, but definitely not the type of game I feel like you wanted to have with the opportunity that was given to him, uh, he is competing for rotational minutes. It seems like with Josh Jackson and Hamadou Diallo, we're seeing. I think the only person who who really has secured himself with minutes is Josh Jackson. He's played really well uh, in the preseason. He's probably been the biggest bright spot this season, uh, this preseason. Uh, but yeah, Frank Jackson's still in competition with Hamadou Diallo. So I feel like this was a chance he had to prove that he deserved minutes, and the Pistons need that shooting on the floor and scoring ability on the floor, and he didn't provide that now obviously one game is not going to do that do a guy in especially when you have a bigger sample size from last year and training camp to show what this guy's about Uh, one game shooting three of night isn't going to do that but it definitely is a little bit disappointing that he did make more of the opportunity he was given last night uh, in a start that he was given next to Killian Hayes so definitely one of the disappointments of that last night's game along with Killian Hayes performance I think Frank Jackson is up there for me at least in disappointments from last night's game and then there's one more guy that I want to talk about, and then we can wrap up the podcast. And that's Isaiah Stewart. So we're not—I'm not freaking out again. Let me continue to say this: It's preseason, we're not pre- freaking out about anything really. Nothing is is grounds for freaking out because this preseason doesn't matter. However, I, you can't be encouraged by what you've seen by Isaiah Stewart. The one t- uh, excuse that you can give him, and it's a a legit excuse is that he dealt with that ankle injury all summer, and he's kind of working himself back in. I don't know how many five, how much five on five he's been able to play after sustaining that ankle injury. Uh, but this this could very well be some of the first or the the first five on five play that he's been able to have all offseason because of that ankle injury he had uh, around summer league time. But anyways, through two preseason games, definitely hasn't been his greatest games. He hasn't hit a th- he did hit a three yet, but but that three. I, like I told you guys in the last pack, I didn't really count that three because it just it didn't look good. It went in off backboard, wasn't aimed very. It just wasn't very good. But he missed another three today. He seemed a step slow on defense at multiple different areas. Uh, he's not affecting the glass as much. Uh, the team is really struggling on the glass with him in the game, defensive rebounds especially. Uh, and that was an area that he wasn't as strong with in his rookie season either. He was a strong offensive rebounder, but wasn't that good of a defensive rebounder. You wanted to see him get better at that. And improve in that area, and you know, through two season, preseason games, it hasn't looked good for the team overall. Uh, again, this could very well be the first five and five play he's getting, but just again, saying what we've seen through two games, Isaiah Stewart definitely hasn't played that well. Uh, and one of the things that I feel like, we move all of that other stuff. The one thing that I feel like you can take away from Isaiah Stewart through two games that should give a level of concern for the regular season, and because it was a, a concern before preseason even started was how was he going to handle starting minutes with foul trouble? Uh, he spent fouling a lot in the preseason. He fouled a lot in his, his rookie season. Uh, even in the open scrimmage game, Corey Joseph made a remark. I saw a tweet. He was, made a remark to one of the refs at the open scrimmage that, you know, this guy has 10 fouls. If you actually call him fouls, he have 10 of them. So, it definitely is an area that he needs to improve on desperately if he wants to remain the starting center and play starting level minutes. It was a concern after last year. It was a concern heading into the offseason. It was a concern heading into the preseason. And so far through two games, it's still a concern because he's still fouling a lot. Hopefully he, you know, that's something that young players learn with time. It's going to take a minute. Uh, but this is just to show that this is an area that he still needs to improve on. It's not somewhere that's just going to overnight he's going to be great at. Uh, it's something he's going to have to improve on over time and Pistons fans are going to have to be uh Patient with that, uh, but we'll end the podcast off with that. I'll say this: if you guys have anything positive to say about today's or last night's game, tweet me at Kuka Hill. Let me know what it was, or put in the reviews down below as well. Let me know what, if anything positive from last night's game that you're taking away from it. But to quote the great Aaron Rodgers, R E L A X, relax. That's why I tell all Pistons fans. Uh, a lot of you guys seem to understand. You guys were already tweeting at me saying, maybe we were too excited. We gave ourselves too much excitement and tried to give ourselves too much expectations heading into the preseason, and now it's disappointing all of us. Now, 35-point loss is, un- is unacceptable. I don't care what expe- expectations you had. It's unacceptable, whether it's a preseason or regular season. That game was a disappointment on all kinds of fronts, on damn near every front for the Pistons. However... I think everyone should just temper their expectations and look at the process instead of the results to try to find some happiness and enjoyment in the game. But hopefully on Wednesday against the New York Knicks, it does not go this bad. I don't think the, Pist- the Pistons are not streaming this game. I don't know if the Knicks are. Uh, I don't know if we know that yet. But either way, hopefully they have a better showing in that game against the New York Knicks. Uh, thank you guys for listening to today's podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of today. And like I told you guys throughout the podcast, you guys like fantasy basketball, now go listen to Locked On Fantasy Basketball with Josh Floyd, who's doing a great job previewing the NBA fantasy basketball season. Uh, So make sure you make that your second listen of today. But again, I appreciate you guys as always. If you haven't already, go down below and leave a five-star review. Subscribe to the podcast. And I will catch you guys in the next one. Go Pistons. Don't let this loss ruin your guys' day. Don't let this loss stay with you guys for a minute. It's going to be a'ight, everybody. It's just preseason. We're going to be straight. We're going to be a'ight. See you guys in the next one. Peace out, everybody.